Guys, I want to get loud all of a sudden. I'm do it. Sorry, I'm going to. I knew it was coming. I'm sorry, guys. Get I need back. to do that. It is. It is. You feel like Poseidon chucking that bugger down. Chucking <laughs> <laughs> that bugger. Did Boy. you butt out that deer? I did not butt out that deer, but the next one I get, okay, I'm just getting its butt out. Is that little Stevie I hear? Drobop. Bow drop. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Hello. Stay tuned. I'll be back after my seizure. <laughs> Every little chipmunk that was running around, everything's dead quiet, and I went... <laughs> like, that just happened. Just happened. I saw what is, in essence, a nature-gasm. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Pull up a stump and gather around the Sonic Campfire. You are gathered with the Rutten River Pursuits podcast crew once again. This is Uncle Buck. I'm Will. I'm Steve. I'm Dave. I'm Catfish. Hey, I'm Ryan. How's it going, guys? It's a good day, bud. Good, buddy. All right. I got my stump all pulled up here. You got your stump? (laughs) Yeah. Did you debark your stump? I didn't. Okay. Mine's not. Mine still has the bark on it. I like to cut my name into my stump. Kind of a girly thing to do. Did you put a heart around it, Catfish? I did, actually. Nice. I mean, it's... I figured I'd try to, you know, kind of be a little bit more... Church it up. Yeah. Yeah. Not church it up. Don't church it up, son. (laughs) Unique it up a little bit. It's all, you know, the same thing. Not the same thing, but... Hey, Phil, you know how you catch a unique rabbit? (laughs) Unique up on it. <laughs> you know how to catch a tame one? Tame way. Tame way. Tame way. Unique up I'm on done. it. I've All never right. heard that. But I didn't really laugh. Oh, golly. You've never been to second grade. Because well, oh, good. You know, should I just jump into it? Speaking of nothing to laugh at. So, yeah. So, well, I mean, what do we got going on? Uh, we, we've got a, uh, a fly guy that's not anything to laugh at and if you're uh on instagram you might already know of her uh-huh. captain casey bones nice hey case are you there from Stri- texas straight from hey. south texas hi casey casey coming to you live from south texas awesome well it's awesome to have you on the show um i can't Thanks wait for having me yeah yeah i can't wait to uh dive into this i know um we definitely follow you on instagram um some of your social media properties uh your big thing is the redfish i mean it just mm-hmm. seems like they get uh, you have the best time i mean you can tell that they're everywhere down there and at least it looks like it to me <laughs> uh yeah we take a lot of pictures um uh, well uh we just Got hit with a hurricane, right? So Hurricane yeah. Harvey came through and um, made a direct landfall here in Rockport, Texas. And uh, it changed up the fishery a little bit. But um, as far as winter fishing goes right now, it was a little bit of a struggle right after the hurricane. It took a little while for everything to kind of calm down and get back to normal. And then we had this super crazy, gnarly, like, high tide it came in like four feet it seemed like like nothing this was after the hurricane this was like two months after the hurricane and it had like this north american gyre that i read about i don't even know what that meant i thought about gyre and i thought about gyrating what (laughs) i've never heard of that i've never heard of that before in my life but so this hurricane just kind of developed in the month of october 
and um, it brought in this really crazy high tide. And then we had the the harvest moon tide uh, that happens every year. So with the, with the gyre on top of the moon tide, it came up really crazy and it was, it was rough fishing for a little bit, but um, it kind of seems like we're getting back to normal uh, based on, you know, the last few trips that I've had. Yeah. So oh, that's great. We have a gyre here too. We, we actually have that same terminology. I think it means something different. That's normally where we catch a nice fish and you get pushed <laughs> into the water from Stevie because he's trying to take your spot. <laughs> yeah. He's just a big gyre about it. It's, it's, it gets pretty gyre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that that's kind of how I it say? felt I felt so bad because I had clients that week and uh well I say clients it was my friend Jason from California and he flew down to Redfish and I had no idea oh, wow. that this was going to happen and you know I'm 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 pulling the boat in a lake that would usually be uh, maybe a foot deep on a high tide and wow. it was like four feet deep so I parked the boat and I made him get out in his wading boots and we walked for like half a mile to the skinniest water we could find. And sure enough, there were the redfish, you know, just super skinny. That- they were getting into grass that is now dead in the salt. So, you know, that the, the water came up so high that they were able to get into the salt ort as uh, it's, a, it's a type of graph that we have, and the redfish like it a lot. And it's mostly dead inside of the lake. So when the tide comes up, you can almost guarantee that you're going to find the fish, um, you know, super skinny. Let, let's say, let's say hypothetically that I don't know anything about fly fishing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or, or okay, hypothetically, hypothetically you don't say, know anything about. Say that. hypothetically, yeah, I don't case, know. Case, just go with this. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Hypothetically, I don't know anything about red fishing. <laughs> right. Um, like, we like to say, give us a 50,000 foot view of like, where do you typically, like, where's redfish like to hide? What are you looking for when you I'm take your clients you out? I'm not telling you any of that because then I'd be out of a job. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. In the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she like, just that po- is valuable. That is valuable information. And she just said that when on a high tide, she they like to get up in that salt grass, super skinny. Well, I don't yeah, know what, I, hypothetically, I don't know what that is either. So <laughs> but, but I need to fo- follow up with what do you? What exactly do you mean by super skinny? That well, sounds like some well, okay, fly fishing. So I'll give you an example. Casey. I pulled my client around yesterday in water that was too. Skinny for my boat, and gotcha. my boat drugged the bottom. I gotcha. And, and Casey, um, you're running specialized boats to run skinny. Like you guys have some crazy cool boats down there. Like, yeah. If if you want to maybe touch on that to because that's how you get around, and I think that's completely unique to the U.S. of how you guys fish to start with, even getting to your spot. Yeah, it's a pulling skiff. Um, so that they are unique. You know, and they're they're designed to run in really shallow water, and they're designed to float in really shallow water, and uh, they're they're really cool. You know, it, you can get some that don't float in, in much, and you can get some that are too heavy, and <laughs> you're stuck. You yeah, know, yeah. so they're not a John boat; they're a specialized. No, they're not a John boat. It, um, and it's it's crazy because the the development of pulling skiffs nowadays is is 
the technology and the design and the engineering of these boats is just, it's surpassed anything that, that we've seen before. So it's, it's pretty incredible. It, it's not pulling, it's polling, right? So not P-U-L-L-I-N-G. Like you're pushing with a pull. No. Pushing with a pull, right? So you're <laughs> standing on a platform. Unless you're in a heavy polling step and you're stuck, then you're pulling. <laughs> now, now do you, no, it's polling, no. like with a pole. Do you serenade your clients then as you're going along? <laughs> no, unless you, unless me calling out uh, times and oh, okay. twelve o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock. You know that, that I mean, gotcha. unless that's the serenade. And if it's a fly angler who's any kind, you know, has any kind of experience on their boat, that's probably a really good noise to hear. So, did you have any issues with the hurricane coming? Did you have any property? Uh, yeah, yeah, stuff we did. like that. We did, did have hurricane damage. We did. Um, thankfully, we didn't lose our house. You know, we did. We did sustain some roof damage. We sustained some damage to our boats, and um, but we have a roof, and we're well. Unfortunately, for our com- a lot of our community, the majority of our community lost everything, if not you know, the, wow. the half of their home. Wow. So. Yeah, it's it's been pretty rough. We're yeah. still we're still in recovery stage, and we're going to be for a long time. Wow. So 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 you're going to run some skinny water. You're going to push pull your clients around. Push pull. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull. <laughs> I'm gonna pull my clients. Yeah. Okay. And and then do you you anchor up or kind of beach the boat, and then you'll what we call up here wet wade through to to other spots. Also correct. No, I only did that that one time on the oh, okay. high tide. Okay. Um, I, I typically just pull my boat the entire time. 99.99999% of the time, my client doesn't get off the boat unless I ask them to. Yeah. I will hump it across something that is too skinny for my boat to keep my client from getting off the boat because you never want your client to get off the boat. I don't want to get off the boat. It sucks. Yeah. There's oysters and stingrays uh, yeah. and all kinds of stuff. And I don't want to push it. I want to pull it. You know, I, I or I want to. I don't want to pull my boat. I want to pull my boat. <laughs> Can you shoot those you know stingrays down there? Yeah, we get stingrays in the flats. Can you shoot them with like boats? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I don't really condone any of that. But gotcha. I mean, I guess people gotcha. do that. All right. I, I don't think it's a thing down here like yet. it is it's in, in other places. Do you, do you wear shin pads to protect from the, from st- like if you would step on a stingray and then the, the spine would come up? Do you wear like a shin pad? Shin pads? This yeah. ain't soccer, but oh, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Dude, I'm in less than eight inches of water. If my do you wear a helmet in case you fall off the boat? <laughs> Have you seen her pictures like holding snapping turtles and all? Lots, she's worried about. lots of shin pads. I was holding. It wasn't a snapping turtle. Oh, it wasn't snapping. No, it was a red-eared slider and a box turtle. <laughs> well, it could have been a snapping turtle. You, you would have held it all the same. I understand. <laughs> so th- there are probably easier ways out there to, to catch redfish than... Than fly fishing, you you know, use gulps or throw a chunk of crab out or something like that. What is it that drives you to fly fish for these things? Um, <clears throat> that's an important question that I haven't been asked, and I'm I'm 
more than certain I think I can give you an answer to that. Um, Because as a young kid, I started out bait fishing with my grandfather during the summers. And then as I got older, I started fishing artificial lures and stuff with a spinning rod and a bait caster. And then I kind of had this natural progression into fly fishing. And um, I my my husband now actually asked me out on a date on his boat and asked me if I wanted to learn to fly fish. And I'm, I'm that kind of person where it's like all or nothing, you know, yeah. if I find it's like me and my shotguns and, you know, my dad tried to buy me a Benelli for my birthday and I thought that was sweet and all, but I'm like, you know, screw the $1,000 gun. I want the $350 1187, you know, because I like what I like. And so when I picked up fly fishing for the first time, I realized I really like this. This is, this was something that was mentally challenging. It was physically challenging. It was emotionally challenging. Yeah. Uh, Everything kind of played a role into it. And it took me, no joke, three months to learn how to cast okay, not good, but at least to get the fly 30 feet to a fish. And it took me that long to catch my redfish on fly. That's pretty good. And and once I did, it was kind of like, okay. Then I started catching a bunch of fish. And. And then I started, you know, and then as time went on, it became, you know, well, I want to learn how to tie the flies and I want to, I want to learn how to use the rod the correct way. And I want to, I want to know how to run the boat and, and I want to learn how to pull the boat. And I did, and I took a lot of time and like four or five days a week doing all of these things for a while. Just dissecting all of it. Yeah. 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 Yes. Until I just decided you know fly fishing to me is like bow hunting it is and here's why it's like you're you're on you have to be quiet you you have to it's it's hunting in a way where you have to put the fly right in front of the fish and you have to feed the fish it's not you just put the fly in front of the fish and then the fish finds the fly and it eats it no there's a certain way to to manipulate how the fish moves, when to manipulate it, you know, um, then there's the strip set and, you know, and then it's landing the fish. And then you get this really amazing opportunity to let it go. And yeah. so there are a lot of cool aspects that come with fly fishing, but the best thing that I can compare it to is hunting with a bow. You know, yeah. you got to get really close. Guys around the table, do you know what fly fishing for redfish sounds like? If we were to relate that to northeast fishing, what does that remind you of? Anybody? Well, trout, probably. Yeah. yeah, there's that natural progression up here where we'll start, you know, most people start with baits and then lures. And okay, then, yeah. And then, and then it just kind of leads you into... Uh, into fly fishing, um, and and that you know, that's interesting. How for yeah. you matching the hatch, matching yeah. the hatch, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. How for you down south, where you're 
I'm going to tell you what, dudes. I could throw a freaking Barbie doll hair at these fish, and they'll eat. (laughs) Okay. So do you take it back? Shut (laughs) on. Do you take a a deposit? Like, do you need half down? Well, here's the thing. You asked me about how I felt about fly fishing. You didn't ask me about how redfish feel about the fly. (laughs) Well, we'll get there. <laughs> now that you bring it up, Casey. <laughs> Stevie, do you do a lot of fly fishing up here, though? I'm terrible at it. I mean, I I have a really good. Just based on her description, though, I figure that would be perfect for you because if anybody out of the group is is up to being mentally challenged, like it would be you. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're bless totally, your heart. <laughs> you're totally challenged. I'm I'm terrible at it. You know, like she said, Casey said it took her. What would you say, 30 days or something like that to get three months. Or, or three months? That I've been fly fishing for years. I have a real one of the most expensive, best rods I own is a fly fishing rod, and I'm terrible at it. Terrible. So maybe, maybe you should hide the rest of your rods. And only easy them. now, but it's not that important. <laughs> <laughs> and push that envelope. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that before, but. I don't know. So so let's talk about the, the flies and the redfish, Casey. Okay. The story of the redfish. Okay. It's So it's funny because we were talking a little bit ago about how you couldn't remember that guy's name who, like, created that fly. Yeah. Yeah. The Dahlberg guy. Yeah, we talked about that offline, is. yeah. Yeah. So uh, – I my personal favorite fly to tie, which is super easy, and it's my go-to because I know that um it, well, let me give you a little let me let me give you a little bit of attitude about the the redfish. Of course, attitude so, oh, around the world and back again, please. <laughs> so altitude. Redfish are super aggressive in nature. You know, like they, they're opportunists. They, you know, they look really sweet in my pictures probably because they're, they're helpless and out of the water and like, ah, help yeah. put me back. They you look know? very docile. But Not the one with the heart on its tail at least. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get your peace and love redfish and those yeah. are pretty great too. Yeah. Um, but but if you ever get a chance to see these fish eat super skinny, it's it's no joke. They don't mess around. They they thrash through the water. They have teeth. They have these re- really tough crushers in the back of their mouth. I mean, we're talking about fish who will take a blue crab in their mouth and chomp it once in half and then spit it out and then eat it again. So they're no joke. They're, they're incredibly aggressive. So the you, so you're talking. We need to tie a blue crab. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is if you put food any in front of their face or anything that they think is food in front of their face, they're gonna eat it. Yeah. I'm gonna get my fly guy on that blue crab fly. So back to flies and yeah. the fly that I like tying. So my favorite one was uh, designed by Andy Packmore. And uh, it's called the crack fly, the redfish crack fly. Nice. Yeah. And it, it's called the crack fly because it was designed by Andy Packmore, but it's kind of the running joke that it's like redfish crack, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Enough of it? Yeah, I got that right away. These guys are oh, slow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
So we've joked a couple times and we're like, we should name it, rename it. Like the, the, you know, my husband and I were sitting talking about it. He was telling me the story and he was like, yeah, it'd be funny if we named it like pack more crack. You know, because <laughs> it's pack more, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. you got to pack more crack. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I love it. What's the fly look like? Sean has one called salmon candy. Oh, we'll, need to, we'll have to call you next time. Sean needs a fly named. Uh, he has one called salmon candy. Steelhead candy. Steelhead candy. Yeah. But uh, God, yeah, yeah. What does it look like? It 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 looks like a a you know like a cute a cotton swab after you've used it in your ear and it's like yeah, oh, yeah. you know how cotton swab starts tearing apart and pristine it gets all and fuzzy. white. <laughs> yes. That's that's what the that's what the head of it looks like. So what <laughs> sounds gross? But what does it? Just before or after deer season? <laughs> oh. What is it supposed to, or what is it mimicking, the fly? It, it, okay, so it's a bait fish pattern, but okay. it moves a lot of water. So, so redfish see from the side, right? Okay. And, um, and, and they feel. So anything that you're going to throw that's going to move water that's remotely close to them, they can feel. Um, so, that, so that's important to have. So are you gonna strip that fly across, like, like are you gonna try to like move that fly it across? It depends on what the fish is doing. If the fish is tailing, you want to put it, you know, on their nose, basically. Okay. And then if the fish is swimming, you're gonna want to lead them half a foot to a foot, mm-hmm. and uh, wait for them and strip it in front of their face. And make sure that it goes at the correct angle where, you know, a fish swimming away is, is a low percentage fish to catch. A fish swimming to you is a great opportunity. And a fish swimming at, like, across from you at a 90-degree angle, that's, that's, um, that's a good one, too, because you can just make a straight cast. And as long as the fish crosses where that fish can see it, that fish is going to eat. Nice. Does it does it help or hurt? Like, what's better weather conditions? Do you like the tiniest bit of ripple on the water, or just straight flat calm? That's a really good question because I prefer a little bit of ripple. It allows you to get away with, um, you know, some mistakes, and it's a little more forgiving when it's completely slicked off, like it was today. You have there is no room for error. The yeah. line, the fish can feel the line, depending on how hungry they are and their behavior. Uh, you know, you can, uh, you can throw, you know, today my client actually, he threw some casts that were really good casts, but because it was so slicked off, um, the, the fish spooked and they didn't eat. And so the, the ripple in the water kind of creates that, you know, the, the fly can land, and the the fish can either feel it or see it or you know hear it whatever I don't know if fish hear or not yeah. I haven't really researched if redfish can hear I guess they can yeah well, um, if you think that was a good question I got an even better one oh, what nice where exactly do you like target these fish tell people <laughs> exactly <laughs> where you can find it. GPS <laughs> coordinates if he if he 
can. A, a couple, yeah, a couple GPS coordinates of where we can fish. No, honestly though, my question is: is like when you go out and you're and you're pulling your boat, is there a is there like a depth you try to stay in? Is it always skinny water, or can you catch them up to like six feet? Or you know? well, you know, my boat has a twenty-one foot pole. So I can pull through some deep stuff, but you're, unless the fish are really high, like in Louisiana, I know that the, the water is a little bit deeper in some places and the, but the redfish float in the top Yeah, man. where here it's, it's mostly all, uh, pulling flats and skinny water stuff. Gotcha. So, um, now, being hot in te- being hot in Texas, are these the type of fish that would go seek shade during the day, or are they just loving being out in the sun? No, they love the sun. Yeah. Uh, well, during the summer, they will go to deeper water um, because it's cooler and it, it does get hot. Uh, fall fishing is probably some of the best fishing we have here in Texas. When we start getting the cold fronts and the water starts dropping temperature. That's when the fish really start coming up onto the flats and, you know, they're hungry. And so, um, summertime is good fish. Uh, You know, the the beautiful, the beautiful thing about South Texas and red fishing on fly on the flats anyways, is that it's year round. You catch them year round here. This isn't like, you know, tarpon fishing in Florida or, you know, it, it, it's, it's not, they're not a migratory fish. They're resident fish. And and they're eating all the time, and they're not leaving. You know, um, at the end of the summer, we do have you know where the redfish leave the flats and they go out and they spawn and then they come back. But you know, with that being said, you still have juvenile fish that are that are still in the flat. Well, juvenile so. the juveniles or the adults do these redfish have any natural predators? Does anything eat them? Like dolphins? Yeah. Yeah, dolphins, uh, depending on the size of the redfish, you could run into an osprey that'll, that'll, yeah, that'll, that'll pick up a a small redfish. Um, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of, I don't know, sharks. Um, is is that a common, is that a common occurrence? It's pretty. It's pretty crazy to watch the dolphins get a hold of a redfish and yep. throw them around like two toys. People call that dolphin candy. Dolphin candy. <laughs> red, red, red dolphin candy. I have a. I call it a dolphin sweet toy. Dolphin crack. <laughs> redfish I have make a fly this odd squeaky noise. Dolphins. <laughs> well, you know, dolphins like a redfish. Are, dolphins are pretty amazing swimmers. I'm pretty sure. You know, these redfish look like a, a strong, stouty fish, but. I don't know much in the water that can out swim a dolphin. Yeah. So I don't know uh, the 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 adult dolphins when they teach their young to hunt, they do get all, they'll school up some redfish and and they will teach them how to hunt that way. And there are a lot of fish that make it away because I've caught a couple who have been who have been caught by dolphins. Are dolphins and sharks like a common occurrence to see where you're at? Dolphins are really common near the flats. Sharks, on the other hand, not so much. That's got to be amazing in like you know four to six foot of water. If you, you know you're watching these adult dolphins teaching the young how to hunt, and they're schooling up yep. redfish, and, and they, they just... mate, 
and that is even more entertaining. I bet. <laughs> well, you we got Uncle want, Buck's oh, attention. You <laughs> ruffled. <laughs> we don't want to ruin our G rating here, guys. I just wanted to. Oh, speak. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm totally joking. No, do go on. <laughs> say it again, but say it slower. In yeah. the time we've been doing this podcast, I've never seen Uncle Buck perk up as much as dolphin procreation. Like, you just flipped up out of your chair. Yeah, he just blew out his blowhole. What are you talking about, dolphins? I about gave myself whiplash getting up to the mic. That was a good one, Casey. Oh, my God. I'm serious. I will stop my boat in the middle of the bay. I don't care how windy it is. If that is going on, I'm watching. <laughs> you and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. That's great. <laughs> that's something I can honestly say that we don't have here in Pennsylvania. We yeah. don't we don't have that common occurrence of watching sea creatures go at it. But yeah. you can hear the raccoons at night get pretty frisky in the, on the islands out in the river. <laughs> they sound like they're killing each other. Buckman. They do that at my house. Too. Uncle Buck has yeah. the humping of squirrels. <laughs> I can't help it. Casey, can you give us kind of the timeline on your guide service and uh, what what caused you to what, what was your interest in starting the, the the service to begin with so um i'm a first year guide now and really hopefully i'll be a second year guide next year <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome keep giving those dolphin tours yeah. i guarantee you they're coming yeah. back yeah God, I hope you guys edit that out. <laughs> Anyways, so it's my, it's my, <laughs> it's my first Not at all. Year. It's my first year, and it, it's been good, though, you know. It um, looks like it. My inspiration behind it was I fell in love with fly fishing. And it wasn't just about me catching fish all the time. You know, I love catching fish. I've caught hundreds of fish on fly. I love it. I've traveled the world catching fish on fly. And... um there is absolutely nothing like sharing the experience with someone who, you know, is an expert or, you know, an, uh, someone who's a novice or someone who's never even picked up a fly rod. There's just nothing like it. And, my, and, and I know I keep talking about my client today, but, you know, my client today fly fishes all the time and he books yeah. guides all the time. But, you know, he even said it. He you know, he, he, the first fish he casted at that was tailing, he thanked me and he was like, thank you. So he didn't even land the fish. Yeah. And, you know, he, he, it was, he had anxiety and, you know, he's got buck fever up there or redfish <laughs> fever, whatever nice. you want to call it. Did he have and a shaky he, leg? He ended up <laughs> a, a stanky leg or a shaky leg? <laughs> a shaky leg. <laughs> you know, that, that, buck, <laughs> that buck fever shaky leg. Sewing uh, machine leg, yeah. Well, it, I mean, it, it, you use both arms, your brain, and your eyes, and so you're multitasking times ten. Yeah. And uh, and then and then you're trying to control where your your fly line's going. So yeah, it's it's a lot of stuff going on all at once, and it can it it can make a person have a lot of anxiety. Whether you've done it, I still get, I still get the fever up there. I still blow shots all the time, and. Um, so, but my client said to me, you know, he cast out at this fish, the fish ate and he just strip set a little too early on the first fish. And unfortunately he didn't, he didn't hook the fish. 
And he, he turned around and he looked at me and he was shaking and he was like, thank you so much. <laughs> and nice. I'm like, awesome. okay, you know, we're going to get another one. Don't worry about it. And I mean, we got more than 20, 20 fish to the boat today. Wow. Dang. Wow. So, I mean, that that's an accomplishment for a fly angler. That's a damn good day. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know if I can use the word. Oh, damn. You, yeah. You're throw good. them out there. So, okay. Just that word. <laughs> don't go too crazy. <laughs> We've had Englishmen on that. here before, and thank goodness they almost speak a di- different language. <laughs> the Queen's English. The Queen's English. <laughs> so, did you just wake up one day and say, I'm going to do this? I'm, I'm jumping, you know, going in. Full bore, I'm going to be an, a fly fishing guide. Uh, no, I didn't. I was an engineering student for a while. Really? And I wanted, every time I was in class, I was sitting, I was sitting there thinking about how I could be in the outdoors. Yeah, engineering how school gonna, do that too. How am I going to make it in the outdoors? Yeah, none and, of us go to work every day and dream about being outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In fact, I'd say don't even get me close to a window. Yeah. So, so. You get a jump, yeah, Phil? I quit. <laughs> I might. I quit what I was doing, and I just decided, you know, once I picked up this passion and I loved it so much, there was something in my gut. And, and so I felt like if I pursued it, I could, you know, see what happened and I didn't know if I was going to be successful you know what I mean yeah I didn't know if I was going to fail as a fly fishing guide you know I'm I'm the only female right now on the entire Texas coast for saltwater fly fishing and and so that was intimidating to begin with and then being new at fly fishing still and having people respect me or having people look you know look at me like I'm capable was difficult and I'm a woman and I don't know if you guys know the term misogyny, but it is very real, and it exists. I got a misogyny the other day. <laughs> Does that cost $30 extra? <laughs> no, it's the same price. It's <laughs> Latin for dolphin time. When I saw you leaning into the mic, Will, I knew what was coming. <laughs> misogyny. <laughs> he, was like, uh, he was like, everybody sit back, because I got this. Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when she misogyned me. Uh, so... You know that that kind of. Uh... I'm sorry, I'm dying. <laughs> oh, she went full Stevie on you. Yeah, we, we broke her. It's okay, Crack. Casey. Uh... Okay. Oh man, that was so good. <laughs> I, it's always a good night when a you little pee comes out when you laugh. That, we know all about what you're talking about. So, having said that, <laughs> where were we? Well, I was just that intimidation factor is, I don't know, it's the the good old boys club, and that's not necessarily the case anymore, you know? No, it's not. No, I I wouldn't, I think that this is a really, really cool time, and if you, you know, like your Instagram, uh, I'm intimidated as a dude looking at your Instagram with all the fish that you're catching and the things, you know, that's... We have an amazing woman up here on the river that is an, a new um, monster catfish guide. Being around the guides up here for the last 20 years on the river has been, it's been just dominated by males. And this girl that has come in now, the catfish queen, as I call her, 
she's not only an amazing guide, but she's an amazing fisherman, and she knows what she's doing. A guide can ruin a perfectly good day of fishing if he's got an attitude. Hmm. And, um, right. you know, she is just a general sweetheart of a girl that can you know rip these 40, 50-pound fish out of the water with the best of them. And I'm really happy to see that she's not intimidated because there's some – there's some pretty hardcore fishermen up here that are territorial because we don't have all the area you have to fish. That's everywhere. You're right. Yep. So you get you get the territorialness down there as well. It's everywhere. Oh, absolutely. Well, Can now I under, now I understand why you don't want to tell me where I, you're fishing. Yeah. I, so I <laughs> yeah. mean, I mean, just imagine coming up as a new guide, being a female amongst men, a couple men, a few men who have been here for 20 years, wow. who have basically developed the fishery for fly fishing. You know, I'm covered in tattoos. I have piercings. I'm a little bit out of the norm. I'm, you know, I, I just had an article, uh, David Sykes, who is an award-winning outdoor writer. Uh, he came and fished with me and he wrote an article and, and his whole thing was that I'm, I'm not your grandfather's fly guide. And it's true you know, it's, it's not that I'm hard on the boat. I'm really not. I have a lot of patience and I have a lot of positivity to offer to my clients and to anyone on the front of my boat. I don't care who you are, uh, whether you're a paying person or whether you're my friend or, you know, what, whatever, um, some, some podcast crew, you know, and, and I think that that, that is not, um, that doesn't allow your, your sex to be involved. Gotcha. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. Well, I honestly, you know, personally somebody's up there putting you on fish yeah. and they want you to catch a fish. You better believe and trust that person that they know what they're doing. When I was saying before the podcast too, personally, I'm, I've never fly fished. I am interested in it. Although I won't tell our buddy, Sean, are you fly curious? I'm fly curious. <laughs> But you know, that's I like. I like, see what that's you did so there. Funny. I was I was saving that all day. By the way, another dude. I'm fishing on Thanksgiving Day. I'm alone for Thanksgiving. By the way, not well. What? My my family left to Conroe while I could stay here and work and guide. This is oh. like the best fishing. You know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm forfeiting Thanksgiving and stuffing my face and make, giving getting a bigger ass. <laughs> but so I can pull a boat for someone else. And his name on Instagram is Fly Curious. Wow. <laughs> no nice. I swear. Well, like, if I were to come down well, there and the guys. Doozy. I thought y'all were going to like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I just, I cracked up. I Stevie's never looking him up now. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I were afraid to, come, to look If up. I were to come down there as, like, a new person to never fly fish and i was looking yeah. for a guide to catch my first red there's a whole other intimidation factor as well like where i would rather learn from you i'd rather learn from somebody who doesn't have 20 years of testosterone and may not have the patience for yeah. a guy that's never touched a fly rod whereas just because it it feels more comfortable for me it always has to learn anything from a yeah. So, and I, I was, I was in your shoes not that long ago, you know, that feeling of uh, frustration and not being able to cast or having all of those 
emotions that come with seeing a fish and having to get everything right to put the fly in front of the fish and get the fish to eat. Um, all of those emotions are, are still very real to me, you know, and I can relate to them. And, um, so that's a good point. You know, I, I'm, I'm very much in tune with those feelings that you just spoke about. Well, so. it, it can just be, it, it can be intimidating. It really can. And it, I would rather have somebody on the boat teaching me that would be, you know, like, like respectful and patient than to have somebody that's been in it for 20 years looking at me going, dude, like, why can't you get this? You know, like it's that, it's this simple look, but you know, they'd know what to do. So Casey, that's why uncle catfish and I are going up to ladies, uh, Bear camp. Ladies bear camp. <laughs> yep. They got to shave first, but yep. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Our legs. Yeah. Michelle Harms is going to take us and teach us how to bear hunt so that we're not in camp with, you know, 50 hardcore bear Alpha hunters. Males. That are, yeah. Yeah. To play devil's advocate to Catfish's point, Casey, I hope that this never actually, like, comes out to, to be a problem for you, but there's actually a lot of guys who I think would be less willing to learn from a woman. Uh, you're just yep. playing devil's that's advocate. That's funny you said well, that. That's why you're I said I was I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm going to tell you advocate. why I don't agree with what you just said. Get him, Casey, because I do right no, now. No, I hope you're right. I go go, go, fool Larry Dahlberg on him. Ago. I started a year and a half ago a company called She on the Fly, okay. and it's to promote women in fly fishing, to get women in fly fishing, to eliminate any kind of intimidation that women would have getting into the sport or being a part of the sport. And we've developed kind of this community. And I I developed that prior to becoming a guide. And when I became a guide, I have not had one woman book me. Really? Not one. I am solely booked by men. And I don't think the men who book me have any issue sitting there going, I'm about to learn from a woman. And just to clarify. I really don't. I, I I love that that's the case. I was saying from the point of what Catfish was making there, that there is oh. the potential out there for for like douchebag guys, guys to have that bravado yeah. to them that they wouldn't be willing to learn. I'm the, saying I'm I mean, hoping that that doesn't no, affect you. No, you're but right. It like yeah, definitely- there's going to be misogynists like- out there. Misogynist. No, in Ryan just visited one. <laughs> obviously, nobody around this table, and certainly anybody who's downloading our episodes and stuff, obviously. We wouldn't have any problem with that. I hope to one day be able to be on your boat, having yeah. you pull no, me around, take me into some of that skinny water and catch. She some can of those pull you around, and then she can pull me around. Pull P U L L. It's perfect. So, Casey, could you tell us the story of the most memorable redfish catch you've ever had? Yes, I can. Do you guys want to hear it? I'd love Absolutely. to. Hear it. I'm in. I'm <laughs> that's, all in. That's okay. a tall order there. So I actually, it was my first trip that I was ever going to fish with another female. And it was with my friend Lizzie. She lives in South Padre, and I live up here, you know, like three and a half hours away. My husband and I decided that we were going to uh, trailer the boat down there so we could take this girl fishing. We get down there. She can't fish the first day we're down there. So we get some intel on where to go. And it was like the crappiest intel you could have had ever. Like we didn't see a single redfish on this three-hour pole that we did. Wow. Which is 
awful, awful. It was a three-hour pull. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing gets past you. How did I miss that? (laughs) We're headed back to uh, to the to the boat ramp in South Padre, and I I tell my husband, I'm like, that looks really fishy over there, and it's these coves, it's these skinny coves like along the highway in South Padre, like. Uh, I was like, that looks super fishy. If I was a redfish, I'd go in there. Oh, so yeah. we ended up pulling into the first cove and there was nothing. And my husband pulled into the second one. And this was the last one. Like it, it, we were just over it. It was getting dark and the sun was setting. And I looked over and there was like this plastic bag looking thing. And I was joking with him. And it was probably 60, 70 feet. And I was like, hey, I want to see if I can make a cast to that bag. <clears throat> And he was like, go for it. You know, rolling his eyes. like, Get okay. you some. <laughs> you go right ahead and do that. You go, girl. <laughs> it's really uneventful. <laughs> if this is what we get to experience, then go right ahead. And so I made a cast directly on top of that pink plastic bag. Uh, I'm doing, like, quote, unquote, here. We can see it. The plastic bag ate my fly. And uh, not only did it happen to be a really unique experience as far as, like, the Hail Mary at the end of the night, you got to believe in it, you know, don't ever give up, but it was also my biggest redfish on fly, and it was 33 inches. Whoa. Yeah, that that thing ate. The bag. It ate the bag? No, the, the bag was wasn't a bag. It was a fish. It was a fish. Oh, was a fish. I'm a little Spoiler slow here. Alert, but <laughs> so we're catching special Steve up pink. here. The reason it looked pink is because it was bloody from being in a dolphin's mouth. Whoa. <sighs> but it was still hungry. It was the dolph- that's where I came up with the dolphin squeak toy. That's a, yeah, no kidding. It's a Terminator redfish. It got all hungry being prey. Mm. Have you seen this boy? Yes. So, do, do you have pictures of that on your Instagram? I don't remember seeing it. I do. That. You do? It's the, it's the big fish. <laughs> Steve's like, there's not even a bag in this picture. Yeah, so there's no bag. <laughs> <laughs> there was no well, bag. I'm here scanning Instagram looking for this bag you cut. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Is it like a grocery store no, bag? It was, it, was a, it was a redfish. That's amazing. Thir- it was amazing. We need to FedEx her a box of honey buns for moments like this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Honey bun? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It always makes a day better. It's a tradition of ours whenever I, something's amazing. Yeah, if you think about your best day, at the end of it, you sit there and you reflect on that, the best day of your life while eating a honey bun, it just takes it just <laughs> next level. Next level, way up over the top. Yeah. We're honey bun I'm going to do that next time. Oh, my oh, gosh. gosh. Yeah. yeah. And take a picture, Instagram it. We'll feel really happy. But and then we'll eat a honey bun. And then looking, we'll eat a honey bun. Yeah, at the Instagram page. <laughs> we'll all eat honey bun. <laughs> it would be yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of honey bun eating going on around this table. A lot. We like to win. We, we like to win. <laughs> no, we don't get tired of it. I would be the only one that like won a full blown marathon. And like it, like what? You're like, what do you want to do? It's not, I'm not going. To, I'm not going to Disney World. I'm going I'm, to Sheets. I'm going to Sheets. Get me a honey bun. <laughs> 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 so, 
Casey, on your, I, I guess it's your left arm. You've got a pretty interesting tattoo. Oh, I was going to ask her about the one on her leg. Wait, stop. I'm first. It looks like there is a pretty interesting tattoo on your lower right tib fib, on your lower right leg, on the front of it. I can't make out what it says. There's some the writing or some graphics. Yeah, it's my grocery list. No, that sounds like a that sounds like a vodka night. Like that's <laughs> no. not right. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It is my grocery list, and it actually reads uh, rice, eggs, carrots, beans, and fruit. Sriracha. And you tattooed that on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm so glad I asked because I'm seriously gonna go get honey buns, corn dogs, <laughs> stromboli, rumbolis, monster, monster. monster. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a Casey Bones matching tattoo on my right leg. Oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> Porter. <laughs> that is amazing. That's great. I'm adding cotton candy to though. I have cool ones though. <laughs> What is your favorite tattoo that you have? It, it's my red. It, it's it sounds cliche for this podcast, but it is my redfish tattoo. What's like your bucket list fish to catch on fly? Ooh, right now I think it's tarpon, and the reason why is because I've traveled, I've spent a lot of money, a lot of time, I've put a lot of work into uh, being able to catch these fish and I've had some really close calls, but I still have not landed a tarpon on the fly. I went to Costa Rica for tarpon. I've been to the Keys for tarpon and I just haven't been able to land one. Me and the tarpon kind of have this really odd relationship right now. And that's where I'm at with it. I think, I think landing and putting my hands on a tarpon is my goal at the moment. I'm actually going to be fishing the ladies uh, tarpon tournament in Isla Morada, Florida this year. So. No kidding. Or next year. Nice. Huh? We were just there. My husband and I fish there every year. You do? But this year I decided I was going to go ahead and do this competition thing. So having said all that, like with she on the fly, you also do like some like women's destination trips. Is that I do. And I think, what is it, like a bonefish and tarpon are on the menu, right? Uh, bonefish, permit, there's some tarpon there uh, in the Bahamas. Yeah. It's been weird, you know. Um, I think men are a little bit more impulsive and more inclined to spend money on destination trips than women are. And I hope that changes soon. Because I will be, I will save up all my money and I refuse to go to the mall. And I will use all my money to buy a destination trip somewhere so I can catch a fish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I have to say this. Like, I, I know uh, some of us are in our 40s, and, and, and I know my wife has a set of friends, and they get together every year. And I think that you can only go to so many spas, in, 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 you know, before you just – that becomes boring. And I yeah. think that this is – Something that, as it becomes more well-known, that women are absolutely going to gravitate towards. You know, again, you don't have to know a whole lot about fishing to have an opportunity to catch a fish. And uh, I, I think it's wonderful that, you know, that you're absolutely on the ground. Maybe, I don't know if it's on the ground floor or you're like, you know, 
I think trying to do this for a long time. Yeah. You know, I I just don't know how successful they've been. Right. Well, we've been, I mean, I think we're tapping into that as a podcast. We've made a lot of friends over the past year that are female guides and, and it's wonderful to, to see this kind of Renaissance and, and every one of them can hold their own. I mean, you just the want the best to, guides in the industry. Yeah, yeah, you want to be at camp. You want to be fishing. You want to be with. You want to be with them because they're just they're not your quote unquote typical girls. And I'm I'm not. And that's not derogatory. It's like these girls. Really, no, that's not appealing. Yeah, yeah, these yeah. girls really know their stuff, and you know, um, some of them are yanking the biggest muskies out of you know routinely. Some of them are bear hunting. Every, like it's incredible to kind of and we're tapping into that we just we recognize one of them's that. killing russian bears with sturgeons yeah it's ex- <laughs> amazing it's extremely exciting I times we can make that happen i want to meet her and be her friend i want to do that that's carrie zilka she's yeah. she's Carrie's she's from wisconsin she's hilarious oh yeah chuck that bugger oh yeah she's great um she has a nice podcast as well um Several. i can't wait till you get Two, three, four years into this, and you have some of these amazing, epic campfire stories from your boat that you, we can have you back on again one day and hear more of just some of your epic tales of being a guy. Oh, I do have an amazing campfire story. Ooh. Oh, we got to well, hear it. Lay so, it on us. so I have these two very successful older gentlemen come in. You know, they hired me as a guide, and... They were wasted the entire three days that they were here, what it seemed like. <laughs> so much so that the next morning they were still drunk when they woke up. So when I took them on the boat, it was like a liability. You really? know, it was a problem. It was scary. As a guide and and being so passionate about fly fishing like I am, it's hard to have clients that just come down and get drunk because... I'm here to do something, you know, I'm here to share something with you. It was almost kind of like this. Well, you don't take me seriously kind of thing, you know, that's how you felt. So I just ended up babysitting and getting wasted with them, you know, (laughs) uh, I thought that was going another direction. Well then how, you know, we'll come over and cook your steaks and make you dinner and babysit you and you'll be just fine. And, uh, it's funny. Because the first night I actually invited them over for dinner and they were great dinner guests. And so I sent them on their way after they had finished a bottle of whiskey with my husband. But hey, you, you show up here, you get drunk and you're hungover and you can't make it and you can't get up before 10 o'clock. We might as well just not even go. Yeah, I probably regret that. I'm sure. I know I would if... Uh... Well, I mean, you get near water, you're not thinking yeah. about fluids, you're not thinking about That's... food. He's a oh, super hardcore fisherman, so uh, he just can't focus. You would be plying him with something. a drink just so you could roofie him to get him <laughs> off the water. <laughs> so, uh, so we've had a couple different guides on our podcast the past few months, and each of them had something special they cooked for their clients. Or they had provided, and I see on your on your website for your guiding services that you provide lunch. What what's is there a special kick to your lunch? Boar's head sandwiches. What nice? What? I know I go high end. The yeah. roast beef. 
roast beef with uh, Harvardi cheese and lettuce and tomato. What kind of bread? I offer, it depends on whatever they put on it that day, but (laughs) I provide beers and Topo Chico, which is important for South Texas. What's a Topo Chico? Get out of here. Does that cost $30 extra? That's a small dog. (laughs) (laughs) I had my Topo Chico groomed the other day. That's a Chupacabra's cousin. Yeah, what's Topo? I'm not even saying it right now. It's, It's sparkling mineral water. Oh, sounds Ooh. delicious. Sounds great. We got to get a six pack of Topo Chico for the <laughs> podcast room. I think that if you can uh, honestly uh, pair that up with some sriracha mac and cheese, it'll be on. Um, <laughs> this has been great fun, and uh, that's I'm, an understatement, Will. It's been it's been a great Casey. Thanks yeah, for thanks, tolerating Casey. us. This has been it, great. This has been of wonderful. Of course, thank you. I don't, it, my you. belly hurts because I've laughed. So I mean, it's been a little while. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. It's been a. It's been we a had great we night. had some good laughs. Yeah, I may <laughs> have just found the person that I might actually go down and learn to fly fish from. You should. There you go. Yeah. I'm here. I'm waiting. You just let me know when. Yeah, we gotta go. We're going north this year, so it might be the year after that. We're going to Canada this year. Texas sounds like it could be in the books. It sure in the does. Sure well, does. whenever you guys are ready, y'all head on down. As long as you are paying for my pit beef barbecue with mac and cheese and sriracha, and if you don't have the money, it's okay. Get yeah, that friend of get that friend. Yeah. Of bring that buddy you, along. Yeah, yeah, make have. sure that buddy's around. <laughs> Tell him you got down. a cool podcast crew coming down. <laughs> All right. uh, that's funny. Casey, Thanks, where, where can our uh, listeners find you? Flyfishgooseisland.com. Um, we won't necessarily be fly fishing Goose Island, but that's where I live and it's a very cool. small community. So fly fish to gooseisland.com and, uh, or you can go to she on the fly.com. It has information there too. You on Instagram, Facebook. I'm on Instagram at Casey bones. And, um, yeah, I don't have any other Instagram accounts, but, uh, well, she on the fly has an Instagram account, but I actually hired somebody to do that for me because I'm too busy. You're to too do honest. It. Come on. So, Perfect. Uh, yeah. She on the fly. And of course at Casey bones. And, um, I have all of my website information up on my, uh, Instagram as well. So cool. Perfect. Hey, and thank you. Get to keep up with all the fish I've been catching. So. Right. <laughs> we can't thank you enough. Thanks for putting up with us clowns and jokers uh, and, and telling yeah. us all about fly fish and redfish in South Texas. It's awesome. Um, it's definitely been enlightening for me. Uh, I think Catfish is uh, already on his phone looking for fly rods now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was just going to be a... Kind of a, a dry fly fish night, and I not at it all. was not what not my not was not what I read on the menu. So no. thank you very much. I've had a blast. Awesome. Thanks, Casey. Thanks, Casey. Of course. Thanks for having me, guys. Holy cow, guys! Uh, my sides are hurting after that episode. Uh, that was a fun one. See something else. Yeah, it, and it's my perfect episode. I got to laugh a lot, but I also absorbed a lot in the old cranium. Oh, yeah. A lot of information. Fancy word for head. 
Oh, thanks for clearing that yeah, up. All right. Thank you, For brother. you, Stevie, after this <laughs> episode, dude, with the bang. Yeah. And oh, we're doing oh, a lot of goodness. that. We're it must be Latin. <laughs> no, we're doing a lot of that text <laughs> Latin, though. Right? Yeah, and a lot of that Tex-Mex talk, We'll call too. it the cabeza. <laughs> La cabeza. How about it, Catfish? Oh, all this all this text talk's got me hankering for a Choco Taco. <laughs> <laughs> Eat another one. That's <laughs> there can't be many of them left in there. Not after Man, this. Not after this. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. TK, how about you, bud? I mean, uh, you're actually heading down there, so yeah, it's a great episode. Uh, that area is pretty cool. We have nothing to compare it with, even the Susquehanna Flats. Well, we don't because we weren't invited. Yeah, on, on uh, the this trip. is sorry, true. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, this will be my third year going down there. Oh, third and, year uh, we weren't invited. Oh. <laughs> but oh, are you taking your pontoon boat? Oh, no. Airboats. Oh. boat. Airboats. Oh, it says airboat now. Yeah. He's going to pull that out of the garage. <laughs> no. Get the no. dust off the, it. The, guy, the hunting god will use an airboat, so it's pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, just a really neat area. Nothing like what we have around here, so it's good to get her on. Very cool. Steve-O? Yes, sir. What's, What's going new on with you? you? What's new with me? Very little's new with me. Like you got a new car. What? Does he have a new Civic out there? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I, that's not a Civic. Is what? that your mother-in-law's car? Well, come on, how now. dare you? <laughs> how dare you? And what is it? That's yeah. an Accord. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you better not have bought a Prius. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I drive a long ways to work uh, every day, so. Uh, Tell us. A, a, yeah. a, a big, yeah, economical is the way to go. So. Yeah. yeah, it's not. Plus that seven foot pen regiment, you know, lays down in that. It fits beautifully in there. The cord <laughs> equips your rods a lot yeah, but, better. Oh yeah, you had a Civic. It's a major upgrade. You were longer now. Had to leave yeah. the hatch back open. You were almost touching the the windshield Caught with the seven foot We can foot totally make a rod. surf fishing rod holder for the front of that. Oh, we should. Yeah, we like can, the we rack, can weld. like the yeah, we can oh, weld yeah. the grill yeah, rack. Would look pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would. We'll have to we'll have to look into that a little. And that's some bullhorns. That's yeah. kind of that's kind of like bullhorns. Some Texas bullhorns. <laughs> the Civic with the deer hoist or on the back. The guy. Have you seen that picture yet? Oh my gosh! I well, can Steve, see that maybe, with the rods uh, up front. It's just as good as the deer hanging off the back. Put put that on your list for Santa. Yeah, that'll be coming up for everybody here. A, a rack for the front of the car. Yeah, yeah. And some bibs. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's oh. bigger in Texas, too. I wonder how big the ice cream sandwiches and talk Choco Tacos are in Texas. They're probably like the size of a dinner plate. Man, you really are hankered for oh, a Choco yeah, yeah. Taco. Like a three-pound ice cream sandwich. Oh, awesome. Everything's yeah. bigger in Texas, so I would expect I heard their rubber nickels are huge. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I don't know if I could handle them. I got to, uh, speaking of rubber nickels, it's, this has no transition at all. That's all right. I got to. That's, that's the new transition. Bounce on over. Bounce that rubber nickel on over. And just a completely unrelated story. I got to shoot uh, guns with Ryan and his son. Oh, yeah. Some other family members and, and, and Uncle Buck. And. I, I just had a genuinely good time, and and I wanted to tell you, bud, good on you. Yeah. It was the first time, like, I saw Hunter in a different light. Before, he's just a, you know, little tag-along guy, you know, kind of goes off, does his own thing when, he, when we're fishing and different things. But he's a very, very good marksman. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, for his age and for, like, I think that you went, you've gone out of your way. And I, I, 
and why I say that is like uh. there's a <laughs> There's a plethora of guns to play with. There certainly was. Careful. He's Corn- getting ready to ask you to teach me now. At Cornucopia. <laughs> and I I just, I really think that uh, I remember being young like that. And I didn't have what what Hunter has. Uh-huh. And, I mean, I had a 30 caliber, so 30-30, uh, you know, deer rifle. And I had 12-gauge shotgun. And I had a 22, but it was mostly like I got banged around pretty bad, you know, with those bigger guns. And uh, it was very intimidating. And guns have always been intimidating. Not, you know, you definitely learn to respect them right away. But like, I think Hunter's on a different level than I was at that age because there's all kinds of guns that he can. Be you know learn to respect and be comfortable around and I just like I said, or initially good on you. And he was yeah. so much more proficient than if you'd said, "Hey, Buck, go, go get those guns ready." I'd have just sta- sta- stood there and stared at stammered. you. Stammered, <laughs> stammered, stammered. I'd have stammered well, yeah, and like, had a seizure and stood there and just stared at you. Yeah, you know, every everybody was taking their turn, and you know we were we were sighting in in, in preparation for the upcoming rifle season, so. You know, we were, we we had a reason to be there, but every time I, I looked over, he was getting something else ready. You know, so he's That's loading cool. like banana clips for the twenty-two that he wants to just do rapid fire, semi-automatic, just fun stuff with. It's like an AR style twenty-two. Guy or stuff. he's actually mm-hmm. loading uh, the rounds in my actual AR, like the two two threes, filling those clips up because he knew he wanted to to shoot that. So he's like, well, if I load the clips up, that'll let me shoot it more. So, you know, he was, he was just prepping stuff. And so Hunter's 12, right? 13, 13. So Hunter's 13. He's obviously been, you know, around firearms his entire life has been, you know, trained in the proper ways to take care of the proper ways to shoot in the proper ways to store them. Uh, He, he knows his way around to firearms because, well, there's definitely a lot of adults around, you know. Yeah. No, yeah. Nobody was like, you know, untethered. But I love the fact that we were all the the entire group of adults that were there. We were all really quick to correct him when he was overconfident. Yeah. Because there were times when he's like, "Well, it's not loaded and it isn't there's no clip anywhere near it. There's no bullets around the gun." So when I turn this way and the barrel swipes past everyone's head, immediately we're all like we're Whoa. correcting him, yeah. you know, not not scolding him or anything, but we're like, hey, 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 watch where you're, you know, watch where mm-hmm. the barrel is. Yeah. Always pay attention. It should be pointed down range. And we were really quick to correct his group, overconfidence. Yeah, group effort. It was yeah. great. It was it was fun. It was guys' day. Right, right. And and even even Brad had his son there, who was what? How old is Liam? He's five. Is Liam? Yeah, he's five. And and even. Uh, Hunter took the, but Hunter took hand. that same role with Liam that the rest of us took with Hunter. Yeah, he does That's a cool. good job. It was great just to see that whole dynamic, dynamic, dynamic right. the role, how it just kind of filters down, and it's the same process. Now, if you can only remember to take the key out of the UTV. <laughs> uh, Jimmy's tractor. Yeah. No. I didn't have the chance. Now that you bring it up, Catfish, I'm a little sore about that. <laughs> Right, Will? Will, tell the story because I get too, a little Every, too upset about all, it. 
Ugh, I'm not going to go there. I can't go there. You didn't get to drive the UTV? No, he didn't get to. Uh, Jimmy didn't let me Jim, ride on his lap. All the boys got to ride uh, <laughs> Jimmy's tractor in his lap. And I didn't get to. Jimmy he has he a tractor? Yes. He has a gentleman's tractor. Let's call it He has a tractor, but no, no pickup truck with a bed? <sighs> no, he's got a 250 oh. or a 2500. He's got a huge pickup truck. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Jimmy does. He's got with a, a six-foot bed, truck. and he has a gentleman's tractor. Don't see Jimmy driving that. I thought he was driving a cool. But he, <laughs> oh, he's got a field. He's got a. Yeah. He didn't let me drive that tractor one bit, and I even asked. Well, anyway. well Will asked for me because I was a little embarrassed <laughs> to ask. Well, maybe that's why he didn't let you drive, bud. Well, it sounds like a great time that you guys had shooting yeah, over was, Jim's place. Yeah, it was. It was a good time. Absolutely. Oh. Where's uh? I had a great time tonight talking to Casey and uh. Yeah. Yeah, she seems really cool. I'm I'm hoping you have a good time down there when you get down there, DK. Yeah, I hope so too. Steve. Yes, sir. When do we kick this pig? Where Let's can they find it. us? They can find us at RuttenRiverPursuits.com. Can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Just search Rutten River Pursuits podcast or at R2 Pursuits. It can also download us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and CastBox. Don't forget about YouTube now. Oh, yeah. DK's been killing yep. it on YouTube. Didn't I say YouTube? No, I don't yet. think you did. I think, we repeat, I think we repeated everything. I don't know. Yeah. And don't forget I to follow us all as individuals. You what about, what about giving stories. us like a five-star review on iTunes? You know, we, it would be nice to get I, a review. I think it would be pretty good. At least the 4.6 would be good. Yeah, yeah. 4.6. Give us a little review. Maybe yeah. Uncle Buck will read the comment. Yeah. I would well, love free Choco Taco. There you go. Yeah, give us a review on iTunes while you're there. And, Yeah. Keep listening. A lot of folks have been listening in on Facebook, uh, but don't just listen on Facebook. Download a podcast player or or subscribe to the podcast yeah. on iTunes, and you will get the episode automatically delivered to you every week. Thank That's you, everyone. Hey, Thank don't you, be everyone. selfish and share our podcast to other people. Share it. Yep. Share it. All right, everyone. See ya. Later. See you guys. Bring them weedless. Peace. Get it out. If we Use say words, I, I may accidentally say fisherman, and I, I, I apologize. That's totally cool. Okay. If you said fisherwoman, I'd be insulted. Okay. Nice. I don't. I don't want to. Fisher, fisher person. So fisherman or angler will. will Fisherman's fine. Fisherman's fine. Ang, okay. ang lady. It, it means there's <laughs> no disrespect meant there. No, all. it's fine. Okay. Or you could say fly guide, whatever. Okay. It's like all the guide. same. I like fly, fly girled. <laughs> <That's my girl. laughs> we, we're coining all kinds of new phrases here. All right, Phil.